2: Just got to it too late, you know. I think I'm right at a certain age where it just passed me by, and I never got uh, I never got uh, to involved in it because it it would be strange to have you know any any ten year old be be much better at it than than I I am. So I uh, the other thing is, you know, cell phones and that sort of thing. It's a little bit like a watch. If you need one, somebody else has got
0: it.
3: That's Christopher Walken, or somebody doing a Christopher Walken impersonation.
2: And a good one. Talking about how he's never owned a cell phone or a computer. It's Never oh, t- okay. Never sent or received a text. Emails are a foreign thing to him. Uh huh. It's uh-huh. like a watch. If you need one, somebody else has got it. So you don't need to carry one or not. That, well, okay. He's yeah. thinking of
3: it in terms of making a phone call, which most people don't do with their cell phones right. very often.
4: W- what if you have to
2: remember who won the 1976 World Series? Exactly. What
3: do in, you do then? I, I think Chris it was Smarty- the Cincinnati
2: Reds, wasn't it? Who is the person on the planet where if Christopher Walken comes up to you and says, can I use your phone, (laughs) you say no? No, Christopher Walken,
4: you may
3: not. I carried this watch. (laughs) Uh,
2: Pulp fiction reference there, folks. Need to make a call.
3: So I got, this is the first time this has ever happened in my life, and it happened for reals. I got a letter uh, from the UN yesterday, the United Nations Office of International Oversight Services. I got this in my email, my personal email account. It's the first time I've ever gotten one of these. What my you do? It's my distinct pleasure to write you and say that um, uh, along with many foreigners that have invested thousands of dollars in African countries to the Hopeless Dreams Act, a lot of these have not become a reality. Right now, as directed by our Secretary General Antonio Guterres, we have agreed with the African Union that 100,000 United States dollars would be paid to you through wow. the World Fund. Wow,
2: Congratulations. A good day for you. And
3: uh, yeah. I, need, I need to send yeah. the United Nations $150, and they're going to send me a couple hundred thousand dollars in return.
4: Well, you, that's a hell of a profit. I mean, that seems perfectly <laughs> reasonable
3: to me. I'm trying to profit. It's just money that they obviously need to disperse for some reason, and they've right. chosen me.
4: Uh, yeah, it takes $150 from you as opposed to deducting it from
3: the total. I don't believe in looking a gift horse in the mouth. Why no, would you no, dig? That's, that's rude. Why would you dig too deep in that? But uh, honest to God, that's the first time I've ever gotten one of those. I've never gotten a Nigerian Prince or uh, or any of those things. Oh, really? Yeah, I, and well, I don't know why. I get plenty of spam mail. That's the first one I've ever gotten. But long, oh. it had the, had the United Nations logo at the top, I guess. I don't know what the UN logo looked like. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sounded kind of official, although fanciful.
4: And uh, rather run-on sentency. We were sitting there uh, eating dinner last night, me and Judy and uh, Little D, and uh, my phone rings. And I was thinking, I actually sold a car yesterday. And I was thinking this unrecognized number might have something to do with that. So I go ahead and pick it up. And it's some lady with a Chinese accent trying to convince me I've won something. I can't even remember. But I said, wow, that's exciting. That's Hold on just a second. Hold on. I'll be there in a minute. I'll be right there. I'm sorry. I'm in the middle of a surgery. But uh, what was that now? And, and she just hung up. And I was so bummed because I was thinking I was really going to d- d- go have some fun.
2: No, put some pressure on it.
4: <laughs> I can see they're bleeding. Stop yelling at me. This is important. <laughs> I've won a four-week stay in Maui.
3: But so we've asked the question many times. What do you do for people that fall for this? Do what? What do they deserve? Or uh, mm, you just you got to look out. Well, for so them. they need a keeper. Well, so I'm reading this. I'm reading this out loud at the uh, at the table yesterday afternoon when I got gotten the email. I'm reading it to my wife, my eight year old, who's in the other room uh, playing Minecraft or something like that. He yells over, "That's a scam." That sounds like a scam. And I said, look, an eight-year-old who has no perspective. It's not like I've told him about Nigerian Prince scams. He has no no history of even knowing this exists. And he yells across the room, it's a scam. Now, if my eight-year-old with no worldly experience whatsoever comes to that conclusion, what are you supposed to do for people who fall for that sort of thing?
4: You know, I've said this before. You either have the gene or you don't. I, I think it's genetic. It, you just you run it through your brain, and think that doesn't fit, that doesn't make sense. It's good, it's too good to be true. And there are some people who just don't have the gene. It's like I knew guys who could not sing, could not carry a tune, and it just astounded me. Well, I'm not going oh, give... to say can you say By that, they would
3: sing like that. Well, I'm not and... going to give them any of my money either. That's a shame you can't sing, but you're not, not getting even any for of, voice lessons. You're <laughs> not getting any of my money, and I don't know how much money I want to give to somebody who can't spot a. This is a, yeah. a, a ruse. What am I supposed to do for you? Yeah, no, it's so tough. I was—I've uh, told this story before, but short I was talking of mental to a, illness, if you're completely mentally ill, I make an exception.
4: Or, or around the bend in terms of being aged, uh, talking to an FBI agent who his uh, his his gig his uh, territory was fraud. Um, and he was talking about how there was this poor old lady who had gotten built like th- out of $50,000 and she only had 70 in the bank, whatever. Um, and they were there finishing up the paperwork about, uh, you know, that fraud and had been talking to her about it for weeks. And the phone rings and she goes into the kitchen and they can hear her talking and she's about to fall for it again. As the FBI is in her home, wrapping up the investigation of the last time she got jobbed. So what do you do for a person like that? I don't have the slightest idea. But again, an old gal, so.
3: Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, my parents are quite old. They would never come close to falling for something like that. They got the gene.
4: Speaking of large sums
3: of money, you've seen the
4: Moner Lisa, Jack, haven't you, in person? Uh, no, the- I have not. Oh, I- you haven't?
3: I've never been to France. I thought you'd been to the Louvre. I have not. That is the only great museum I've not been to, I believe.
4: There's some great work of art you saw with your own eyeballs, and I was envious. But uh, Cheat. so the modal, the modali- <laughs> Michael, what what does, what does this have that? to do with anything?
3: Yeah, what was that? Yeah, it was it just, just artwork,
4: and you are and forbidden. What? <laughs> you are forbidden from playing that sound for the rest of the calendar year. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so it shall be said. So it shall be written. This is the way. This is the way. Uh, well, uh, apparently the, the Louvre is having uh, difficulty financially these days because of the vid, of oh, course. Oh, by
3: the way, getting back to that briefly, uh, I've not been, but I would not stand in line to see the Mona Lisa, even if I were there. No way. You, you tell wouldn't? me no, no freaking way! I think it's ridiculous. What if it was like fifteen minutes? The, the the standing in line to say you've seen something makes no sense
2: to me whatsoever. What if you do? What about just to see it? What if you didn't have to
3: tell? Yeah, it? I, have I want to seen it. see it. Why,
4: why do you it. assume
2: I'm some sort of shallow Instagram would be influencer? How dare you, sir! I have
3: seen it. You've seen it. We've all seen it. You can see it right now. Google it. We've seen pictures of it. No, yeah, seen, yeah, we. It.
4: Yeah, the, the, the exquisite brush strokes, the, uh, the size. I hear it's very small. It's shockingly small. Do her eyes really follow me? i
3: got to figure that yes. out.
4: Yes. Yes. If, if I draw a mustache on her, will I be beaten to death?
3: <laughs> like I, saw, <laughs> I have so many questions. I saw The David, or The Davida by Michelangelo, if you're a certain sort of person. But I saw that because there was no line. It was raining that day. There was nobody there. I walked in and it was right there. But I wouldn't have stood in line to see it. You know, that's funny. That's like my San Diego Zoo panda story, where my son and his girlfriend
4: and their family, it was the middle of summer, and San Diego Zoo is one of the great just zoos and just things to do in America. So I recommend you go, but he and his uh, girlfriend waited an hour and 45 minutes in, in line to look at the pandas. And then uh, Judy and Little D and I went in December. It was raining. It was it was chilly, but you know San Diego chilly and raining. There was freaking nobody there. We walked right up to the pandas. We stared at them for a while. We could have climbed into the cage, played with them. If one was horny, I could have mated with it. Wow! I mean, we that just we the stood there, <laughs> half man, half panda, freak, seen roaming the streets of San Diego.
3: Trump supporter mates with panda at local zoo. <laughs>
4: Uh, (laughs) anyway so uh yeah it's it's all about when you go and and that sort of thing so uh, how did you find the davida by michelangelo was a nice nice
3: sculpture Uh, i give a statue a slightly different view in that the the size matters i you know seeing a picture of a statue is not the same seeing a picture of a picture is the same thing (laughs) yeah arguably but But anyway the 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 Sistine chapel which i've been to the vatican seeing that that because of its size that is a completely different thing too
4: yeah, see, I've never seen that either. I've never gone anywhere or done anything. But the reason I bring it up is the uh, the Louvre. He almost mated with a panda. That's a story. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I thought I had it going on, but uh, she uh, she said no, and no means no. <laughs> so uh, uh, they uh, they're hurting for money over there, and every year. They take the Mona Lisa out from behind the bulletproof glass that protects it because somebody might shoot the Mona Lisa. Wow! Um, and and then experts, conservation experts, examine it really closely. It's it's been warping and cracking for years, and they're trying to figure out how to preserve it. But this year to raise money, they took bids. I guess they went through Christie's auction house um, for somebody who could be there in the room and and be right up next to it and see it and look at it for wow. a long time. And, the rest and They of it. sneezed right on it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah, a real wet one too. Uh, no, but some some guy paid ninety eight thousand oh. dollars to to eyeball the Mona Lisa.
3: Well, if you had that kind of money, it wouldn't you know doesn't mean anything to you. But um, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. I don't know.
4: Did he try no, to suppose... it and run off with it? Uh, if you're an art lover, I mean, it's I just if you like art I, don't I like really, art museums, but uh, I no,
3: I don't think art lovers are actually into the Mona Lisa like that, are they? Isn't that the way you know? Like if you're a if you're a music lover, you're not into the most trite, overplayed music. If you're an art lover, you're not into the most trite, over-talked-about viewed art, are you? How, how dare you?
4: How dare you call the Mona Lisa trite and over-talked-about?
3: I've been to enough museums. There, there's something from the same era, the same sort of thing, right over there. You can walk up to it and get as close as you want look all day long. Why, why right. wouldn't you?
2: Because nobody knows about that Because nobody will
3: care
4: that you've seen that. The uh, giant Rijksmuseum in uh, Amsterdam has got all those giant. Uh, what the, what's his uh, the Dutch fella, uh, the Dutch master, Van Gogh? No, the other guy, uh, not Renoir. He's French. Doesn't matter. Monet. What, what do I know? No, he's French too. I don't know. Give me a Dutchman. <laughs> I don't know. When give I me ask him a for Dutchman. a Dutchman, give me a damn Dutchman. <laughs> oh, Rembrandt? his name is Rembrandt. Well, no, it's the other guy. Anyway. <laughs> But he has these Franz <laughs> halls. <laughs> now it might be not Rembrandt. It might be Rembrandt. But the the in the uh, like main lobby of the thing, they have three ginormous paintings by this guy. Mm. I mean, each one is the size of like a gymnasium wall. Guys on horses with fancy mustaches and and you know their their cravats and the rest of it. Probably and a, maybe hun- a
3: probably a hunting dog nearby. I was just going
4: to say there's a hound or two as I recall. Somebody might be wielding a, a, a musket or something anyway, but they're ginormous. So the only thing I can conclude from that is that, uh, that, uh, Da Vinci was lazy and he just, <laughs> he painted a tiny little, tiny little picture of some chick, some local chick. His arm got tired. He quit. I just, I don't know how you can respect
3: that. The Dutch but. brothers did the Dutch brothers paint him? <laughs>
2: From my understanding, too, there's a little bit of a Citizen Kane aspect going on with the Mona Lisa, Absolutely. where it was the first thing to use various art techniques that would then propel the art community forward later. But just standing alone on its own thing, it's a nah, it's a
3: it's big a deal. Big freaking deal.
2: Oh, wow. Again, the
4: hate. Uh, the Louvre says they're going to lose up to $110 million in revenue this year. Sell believe, one of those paintings. I believe that, yeah. Uh, Some of the other experiences that sold, including a private night tour of the museum by Torchlight.
2: Mm. What's the point of that? So you
4: you can can barely see a flickering image of the art. Get that live flame closer to the Rembrandts, please. I'd like to see it. That went for $46,000 in a private concert in the museum's, uh, what do you call it, room. uh, Went for
2: $51,000.
3: The gifts of the rich. Yeah, I suppose. I'd like a comfortable pair of slippers. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I would like.
2: Meanwhile, I just saw on the internet there was a Calvin and Hobbes thing where they were superimposed in front of van Gogh 's Starry night. I think I'm going to buy that. yeah, be a good poster. that looks really good.
3: Um, are women planning vacations to make their lives look more like a Hallmark Christmas movie? Apparently this is a thing oh Lord, uh, among other things we will talk about coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So you remember that big hacking that happened earlier this week? It looks like Russia had hacked every branch of our government pretty much and almost every Fortune 500 company had been bouncing around in their systems for around nine months, it looks like. In terms of national security, maybe the biggest ever. Stealing information, yeah, maybe the biggest hack ever. Brutal. Well, this company that uh, that got hacked originally, where they got the, um, the, the 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 software that allowed this to happen, to backdoor these companies, SolarWinds. They Winds. messed
5: with their patch.
3: SolarWinds, two firms that owned SolarWinds, Silver Lake and uh, Tama Bravo, had uh, $286 million in stock sales right before the hack was announced. Okay. They claim that they... um <laughs> whatever comes after this will be bull dung. These venture, venture capitalist firms said they weren't aware the Orion Code had been backdoored and been hacked. They just happened to sell nearly $300 million in st- stock right before the world found out about this. Uh,
2: Happy coincidence. I don't believe you. Well, wow, uh, nick of time.
3: I wouldn't believe it if there weren't a precedent for this, but there is a precedent. This has happened a half a dozen times now where there's a <laughs> giant hack and they do all kinds of moving money around and all these sorts of things before it's announced publicly. It's happened several times. Wasn't Experian one of those? Um, yeah, the, maybe, the, I,
4: but I know what you're talking about, there's, yeah. There's
3: been a bunch of these. Yeah, I would do the
4: same thing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> if the FEC is listening, yes, I would do that in a heartbeat. If there were, If we had stock for the Armstrong and Getty show, I would pull every trick in the book.
3: Man, this coronavirus is something, the way it's traveling around. I was just looking at uh, what country was it that's going like into full lockdown. I mean, they're closing everything, one of your European countries, because of Trump's mishandling of the virus, Um, but also rural areas in the United States. I mentioned earlier, uh, I I recognize December 17th every year as the anniversary of when I started my radio career at a tiny town in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. Um, Hayes, Kansas. Well, just down the road from there is an even tinier town called Quinter, Kansas, and it's on the front page of the USA Today today. Wow. Um, why would it be? It's a town of less than a thousand people. This is, this is my part of the world where I'm from. I mean, this is rural. You drive. We were, we were the big town people drove to on a Saturday night because we had 3,000 people. Um, from other littler towns. This little town, one out of 132 people have died in that county great scott from the covid and they had nothing going on over the summer because i know people from these areas and there are other places around the country just like this i realize where nobody's wearing masks nothing was closed down it was like it was a story that was on tv but we didn't have it at all you know in these local areas you didn't think and then all of a sudden it came through and it's just wiping people out one out of 132 has died in that county that's amazing and it's not over i'd imagine oh i'm sure it's not oh that's
4: just awful what a nightmare yeah, these, these are rough days, especially, you know, in, in various places where it's super hot. So be smart, protect yourself, and we'll be done soon. Hey, Hee Chen coming up. Always a great conversation. Uh, tomorrow's show is the Clips of the Year show, plus yes. the band names and novels of the year and everything. <laughs> Mary in the Ho has come through. Again, compiling those. That's amazing.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
0: I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast is
5: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: is a thing
0: to say
2: on a bright,
3: We've had a lot
2: of uh, people
3: over here. This is the years. cultural
4: appropriation. Sorry. We've had Canceled.
3: Of, we've had a lot of people over the years say, you know, I'm never listening again because you said this or you did this or whatever. <laughs> we just had somebody say they're not going to listen again because Hang I, a second. I said I would never stand in line to see the Mona Lisa. Uh,
4: semi-frequent correspondent Mark from San Francisco writes, good grief bragging about your ignorance and philistinism is not a good look sorry i am tuning out for the rest of today's show i can take a lot but at one point i find myself saying why am i listening to this philistinism so it was a trump. little fraser Craneish there so
3: it wasn't a trump thing or an immigration uh, disagreement or don't agree on abortion it's a <laughs> you wouldn't stand in line to see the mona lisa i can't listen to this
4: yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry to have That's disappointed hilarious. you, sir. That's hilarious. But uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays nonetheless. Lon He Chen is the David and Diane Steffi Fellow in American Public Policy Studies at the Hoover Institution, also the host of the informative podcast, Crossing Lines with Lon He Chen. Lon He joins us now. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Good to be with you guys this morning. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's good to be chatting, as always. I just happen to have, have read uh, Victor Davis Hanson's piece in the National Review in which he posits that Joe Biden is so shockingly untried, untested, unquestioned, just in last year or so, that um, that the first six months of his presidency might be shockingly rocky. What do you think?
6: Well, Joe Biden has been shielded from a lot of tough questions. He's been shielded from a lot of attention. And that was, you know, part of a concerted strategy and effort, I think, during the campaign to make sure that his less glamorous side, let's say, wasn't exposed. So I I do think we're going to see a lot over the first couple months. We're going to learn a lot. Uh, I I have seen in a number of his public comments since the election, uh, you know, what you would expect in a guy who's been around for a long time, who's getting up there a little bit. Uh, it, it, so none of it surprises me much anymore, but I think Victor's right in the sense that the first six months are going to be very telling because we really didn't have a normal campaign, guys. As you know, usually the candidates are out there. They're engaging with the media, engaging with the public every single day. We didn't have that because of the pandemic this year. So we're going to have, I think, in that first six months. Now, Now, the other part of this is are we really going to see it in the first six months, right? Because we may still be in this pandemic posture. He may still be governing from... Basically an office and not really getting out there. So we may not have those free flowing interactions. But I think there's a point to be made here, which is basically we have not seen who the true Joe Biden is at this phase of his life quite yet. I wonder, well,
3: how, I wonder how long the Trump hangover lasts where they do the kid gloves approach. I hope that goes away at some point.
6: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the the media used to be, you know, used to take its responsibility quite seriously, which was to hold the uh, leaders accountable regardless of their political party. You know, and, and you can argue the media has always had, had a left leaning. And I think there's certain elements of that that's certainly true. Um, my guess, guys, is they're going to be pretty, pretty easy and pretty gentle on Biden. I mean, they have been so far during the transition. And part of that's because they've been you know, covering the Trump side of it as well. But I, um, I would. Let's put this way. I wouldn't expect too much from the mainstream media, at least as things get going. Now, if things get going and they're not happy, they don't think he's left enough. Then, you know, maybe, maybe they'll attack him then. But, but I wouldn't expect too much in the first first couple of months of his new administration.
4: Yeah, it just occurred to me reading the Hanson piece. I remember back when I was a big Scott Walker honk. Um, when he was running yeah. in the primary, because I believed the conventional wisdom and I'd heard him speaking enough, I'd I'd seen his policies. I thought, wow, this guy is a solid conservative yet with a pretty good touch reading reaching across the aisle. He's Midwestern. He's reasonable, blah, blah, blah. But then when it came to the crucible of a presidential election, he just cracked up. He just he didn't have it. And, yeah. it, you know, Joseph R. Biden doesn't have it either. Um, and and yet he is now going. Well, he's about to be the president of the United States, and I think when he is tested, uh, I have a feeling it's going to be a crackup. But I guess we'll find out together.
6: Well, that's why the people he's putting together, the team he's putting together, become all that much more important. And and by the way, we haven't spent a lot of time, and the media hasn't spent a lot of time talking about Kamala Harris, but she's going to play a really significant role. And I think for a lot of people, that's you know that's not good. You know, they don't view that as a positive. But the fact that he is, you know, getting up there, he may not run for a second term. We'll see how it goes. Uh, she has put herself in a position to be very influential. I would keep an eye on what she does and what she advocates for and her role in that White House. because I think she's going to play a pretty big role.
3: Switching gears a little bit, we all know how tight the Senate is. It's going to be, you know, 50-50 or 51-49, and it'll be close there. But the House didn't get as much attention in that the Dems, Dems had a rough year. Um, and uh, yeah. it, it's going to be very narrow, uh, the closest um, it's been in decades between the R's and the D's. Are we going to see, with an evenly split House and an evenly split Senate, some bipartisanship, some crafting legislation that you get a group of R's and D's together on for the first time in a long time?
6: Yeah, I think we could, and not so much because of the House. I do think the Senate dynamic is what's going to drive that, because, look, the House is really about It doesn't really matter how slim uh, the the majority is from a governing perspective. It matters politically a lot. You guys are absolutely right that it's very telling that the Democrat majority in the House is the smallest and most narrow majority it's been uh, in modern history. But really what's going to happen in the House is the Democrats have the majority, which means they'll control everything because that's how the House works. The House is a majoritarian institution. As long as you've got the majority, you can do basically whatever you want. In the Senate, it's different, right? It's going to be a tight margin. It's either going to be Republicans plus one or tied or, or Republicans down one. Uh, and that's going to require, I think, the two sides to come together. You're seeing that dynamic a little bit play out, I think, around this coronavirus relief conversation. Hopefully they'll be able to get to a, solution, because there's a lot of people out there hurting who, who could use some help. Uh, and Congress has been basically useless on this uh, for, you know, the last couple of weeks. So that dynamic, I think, will start to shine through a little bit. But I actually have some confidence we could see, you know, some sensible people come together and try to get some things done. And I think Biden, for, for all of his faults, he, he could be enough of a deal maker that he'll let some stuff through. Now, the progressive left is going to howl about it at some point, And so that may stop, you know, year or two in. But at least that first year, I I have some optimism we could see some interesting uh, compromise.
4: Yeah, we were talking earlier about how in the Senate there was a coalition of R's and D's who, I mean, they didn't go against the wishes of their leadership, but they went around their leadership and came together and said, no, we need to have a deal. We are going to have a deal. And Mitch McConnell's smart enough to look and see, you know, there could be 51 votes here. So now he's going along with it, and it'll be interesting to see whether that sort of uh, less leadership-driven approach will, will hang on. But speaking of leadership... um. Will Nancy hang on to the speakership, do you suppose, Nancy Pelosi?
6: Uh, I think she'll hang on, but it won't be for too much longer. You know, she already said, I forgot when it was, a few years ago, that she was looking to transition out. So I think she might have a year left. uh, And and, and then I just don't don't see the progressive left allowing her to continue. I I think they're going to agitate for someone. Who's a little bit more left, who's a little younger, who's a little more dynamic. A little uh, younger? You a know, lot of these people are going to yeah, transition out of life if they don't do something <laughs> different soon. I was going to say, so so they'll, so they'll have to find someone in their 80s. Uh, but, but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's – um, the problem the Democrats will have, I think, going forward is that the election this year, because everybody on the left kind of came together to support Biden – there is this split on the left between people who want the Democratic Party to be a lot more progressive on policy. They want Green New Deal, Medicare for All, and and, and those who want a more centrist Democratic Party. And that split was really kind of covered up by, by the election, by the dynamic around the election. That's going away. Uh, once governing starts and we begin to head toward the 2022 midterm elections, this division is going to become more real. And it's going to be very interesting to see how it all plays out.
3: Do you look at Tom Cruise differently now that you've heard him yell at his cast members? I just don't know if I feel the I same. I sort
6: way. Of always assumed. I, I sort of always assumed that's how he behaved. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Napoleonic. I, I don't yeah. Know.
4: Yeah. So hey, Ilan, he. It's it's hard for me to judge because the uh, the squad and people like them are so over covered. I mean, they're so fawned over by the media. But the uh, the left coalition in the Democratic Party you were talking about. How strong are they? I mean, are they a scrappy upstart? Or are they on the verge of taking over? How would you describe it?
6: Um, I think they're very savvy. They make use of the tools of modern day media, which is social media, you know, uh, all of these kinds of different platforms they're very good at. They're very good at getting attention for their causes. Um but there you know Stenny I Hoyer's super good at Morse code. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he I, I saw him using an abacus the other day. He was <laughs> quite talented at that. Uh, yes. Look, I think but, but we should not we should not underestimate the ability of the sort of institutional centrist democratic party to still have a considerable amount of control at the end of the day. I, I just think if you're talking about the tools of how to communicate with people nowadays, having dedicated loyal followings I do think the progressive left is a force to be to be reckoned with in the sense that they are going to have a lot of influence and they do have a more effective message than the centrist left does. The progressive left is saying, blow it all up. Nothing's working. You're seeing that, you know, the, the evidence of nothing working right before you every day. We've got to blow it all up. And I think for, for a lot of younger people, in particular people that I teach at Stanford, that message is actually compelling, which is scary to me. But but that is a compelling message to them.
3: Hey, it just occurred to me. So, when's the um, uh, the Georgia election? January what? Fifth. And so we come back the fourth. So we're probably not going to talk yeah. to you again. Are the the Republicans going to win that?
6: Um, I think the Republicans will win at least one seat. I think the Purdue seat looks a little better than the Leffler seat does at this point. Uh, but but I think they come out of it with at least one and are able to 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 hang on to a slim majority that way. And but, when? But, uh, and wh- yeah.
3: And one other question, since we won't talk to you until next year, is Trump going to announce that he's running at any point?
6: Uh, if he does, I think it won't be until very close to Inauguration Day. It might, in fact, be on the way out. But, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, he's talking about it, so I wouldn't put it past him.
3: Okay,
4: Yeah, he might announce that He's not running. I'm prepared to make a, a wager with anybody. I'll take all comers. You name the amount. Lonnie Chen, David and Diane Steffi Fellow in American Public Policy Studies at the Hoover Institution, host of the podcast Crossing Lines with Hee Chen. Have Always great to talk.
3: Yeah, have a great holiday season, Hee, and we'll talk to too. you soon.
6: He all right. Too. Merry Christmas.
4: Happy New Year. Thank you.
3: Yeah, just that just occurred to me. We're not, we're not going to talk to him again until next year, and it'll be... Everything will be different. I hope. We all hope. I hope everything will be different. Yeah, don't hold your breath. By the way, I was—I uh, felt like I'd gotten my usefulness out of the Tom Cruise rant from yesterday, but I just saw up on the TV, Sean, do you know anything about this? More of Tom Cruise's epic rant revealed? Is there more that came out today? Uh,
2: that's the first I've heard. Let me, see, uh, let me see what I can find. There was a certain sameness that crept in after yeah, a while. No, it'd like have a little to be, repetitiveness. It would have to be something new. Unless he shoots for a double leg takedown at some point. I'm not sure it's going to be that much more but
3: compelling. if he drops a C-bomb on somebody?
4: <laughs> Although I like did enjoy... All of the uh, people saying, uh, uh, emailing with the various lines from his famous movies, his uh, crew should have unleashed on him. From <laughs> you had me at MFers to, uh, <laughs> I can't remember, something about you Crystal or something. Me. Yeah,
3: yeah, whatever. All right. It depends on your age, What which Tom Cruise movie you reference most, because I go clear back to Risky Business, but my wife was uh, referencing Cocktail mostly, and it uh, depends on what era Tom Cruise you're into. Right. I just saw a picture of him where it was like a candid shot and not a, I'm a movie star posing for a camera shot. Uh, the candid shot from the side, he looks like a 60 year old man. Oh, really? Yeah, he looked like a 60 year old man. The, the well lit, I'm a movie star, I know how to position my face front shot, he looks, uh, much younger, but. Mm. Yelled at well, my an old man. man, it happens. Well, you gonna do? Age, age is undefeated as positive Sean often says. He's, so he so he so he does have that going too. He's just like, you know, he's one notch from get off my lawn. I mean, he's he's, he's headed that direction.
2: Wow. So still I hanging. don't ever want to see it again. Ever. All right. <laughs> Jeez. Calm down. That's What I thought after I saw Magnolia.
3: Go yeah, exactly. Yeah, you didn't need to wear those tighty whities for so long on the big screen. What was with the frogs? I didn't yeah. <laughs> Go play volleyball on the beach that in your jeans. Uh, more. <laughs> more, on the way. Our text line four one five two nine five KFTC. Who's this, Michael? Harry Connick Jr. It's lovely.
4: This is a great album.
3: Are right Harry together. Connick Jr. and Michael Buble the same person? Outside no. The snow is I've never These seen them both in the same place. Course. I think they might be the same person. I-, I was
4: talking the other day about how the Christmas songs you grow up with are your favorite Christmas songs. They mean the most to you. Mm-hmm. His original Christmas songs on that album are so good. They've become that sort of song. For us, it's a great album. Harry, I think it's just a Harry kind of Christmas, as I recall. But
3: yeah, my kids are going to be that way with the Michael Bublé album, probably. Happy ho 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 to you! Uh, got a couple of high school stories for you on opposite sides of the country. Before I get to that, I know your daughter graduates from college today.
4: That is correct, sir.
3: This is the way you. Uh, this is the way you sidle up to her and you just throw it out there. Say, uh, boy, that Chegg is something, isn't it? And see how she reacts. Pardon me? I think she'll have never heard of it, but... Chegg. Stud- students at Texas A&M, uh, turns out they had a massive cheating scandal going on of people who were using Chegg to get answers to tests. the Online uh, learning and that sort of thing. Do Should they
4: not understand they're only cheating themselves?
3: <laughs> it's a tutoring website, don't you know? But somehow they are using Chegg to cheat, so... If you hear your kids uh, your college age kids mentioning Chegg, that's what's going on. Not Remind Chug. them they're only
4: cheating themselves.
3: Chug is a different thing. Right. I used to laugh at anybody who would say you're only cheating yourself. My whole life I did and now it makes complete sense to me as an adult. Didn't do me any good as a young person it meant nothing to me. Yeah, I know I'm cheating. I'm tra- it's making my life easier. That's what I'm doing here. I never <laughs> I never cheated on stuff like that, but like I wouldn't, you know, by not putting in enough effort for a variety of things in my life. I never actually cheated, cheated. That's um,
4: why you're living in a cardboard box under an overpass.
3: <laughs> On one end of the country, you got Lincoln High School in the San Francisco Bay Area that the board has recommended they take a strong look at changing the name because Abraham Lincoln uh, didn't believe Black Lives Matter or something. Is that and the
4: same? that's it. I'm out. <laughs> out, I, out of what? I don't know. I may leave the Earth. I may go find a hospitable uh, Class M planet. And that is so I almost used a swear, folks. I'm so a, sorry.
3: Almost used a swear. Nearly you know, cursed. Speaking
4: of my daughter, at one point she decided she was uh, using the F-bomb too much, and so now she says, man, I really hecked that up. Yeah, that's a good she one. She uses heck instead. So that is so hecking dumb. I, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, it's like trying to argue with a, a dog or a hog or a, a, a squirrel. Arguing with somebody so incredibly stupid <laughs> stupid and unwise that they would even consider that
3: i would have gone with frog after dog and hog but all right dr seuss whatever
4: i'll argue with my animals you argue with yours god that's so stupid yeah you people you your ignorance
3: is matched only by your belligerence yeah it's, it's something we knew it was coming though we knew it was coming it was just oh a we matter predicted of time. it it's a matter of time before you got to jefferson and Washington and Lincoln and that sort of thing.
4: But, I mean, even an idiot, I can understand how an idiot would get to Jefferson and Washington. Lincoln is inexplicable. So anybody who did not have a 2021 woke view of race in the 1860s is canceled. Well, that's every human being on Earth. Bar um, none. And, and and was it, uh, was it Bill Maher? Who did that great yeah. bit about yeah. if you were alive then, you'd have thought the same. You're not better than Jesus Christ and Gandhi and George Washington. You just came along later. Which is so obvious to most people, but Well, I know.
3: I know. It's like the the fact that you have to explain that is so astounding. So that's the left side of the country and the right side of the country, and speaking of Thomas Jefferson, the I didn't know this, the what is considered the number one high school in America academically speaking, is Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology in Fairfax County, Virginia. Hmm. Really hard to get in. Well, it used to be. Now it's going to depend on what color your skin is or a variety of other things rather than how smart you are. The nation's number one high school is going to start uh, picking students based on race and not achievement, says the Federalist. It's a move they're well, starting it's, next it's year. Well, it's over. It's done. They just decided to go a different direction and get away from... Uh, meritocracy and go with what they consider fairness
4: Man, Jordan Peterson has some great stuff on how incredibly important hierarchies are. That we need them. We need meritocracies. We also need people making sure that the entry is fair. Sure, and of course. And it does not become closed off because of, you know, color of your skin, religion, that sort of thing. It's 100% true. But the idea that the way to achieve fairness is to eliminate meritocracy is obscene. I could give I'm you back more. to arguing with a squirrel.
3: Uh, a dog uh, or a hog or a frog. Or a um, frog. I could get to In more of that coming up next hour. The reason the reasoning behind it is just ridiculous. But we've got to have some places where it's just plain, and I wish it was like with, with like the cabinet uh, advising the president of the United States, for instance, where all we care about is the quality. I mean just all we care about is how good you are at it. Nothing else matters, but we're not there right now.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: Join me on Season 3 of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.
5: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss, Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals,